Hi, I'm Mara Webster with InCreative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking about the new season of Netflix's Shadow and Bone. And we are joined today by cast members Lewis Tan, Anna Leon Brophy, and Patrick Gibson. And Patrick, starting with you, you've built such a beautiful arc throughout this season with your character. When we meet him at the beginning, he's very much someone who's much more surface level. You know, he's not even interested in Mal's name until he knows that he has a purpose. And then when we look at who he becomes by the end, he's got so many rich emotional textures and layers to him as a character through your performance. And I was interested in how you really approached building the gap between who he is at the beginning of episode one and then knowing that there's an entirely different version of this character by the end of the season and really just finding this, this gradual nuanced build that takes him to that place. Oh, well, thank you. That's very sweet. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, th I think that was something that, that we definitely discussed. I was kind of, it's, it's kind of a scary thing when you know that you, you're going to a place, but... Um, the person that he is at the beginning isn't isn't quite that because as Sturmond, you know, he's he's built this persona and he's got this armor kind of um, on him, and um, but I think a lot of that is is to shield himself and to protect himself because he's got to make some massive decisions and um, he he kind of has to have people fear him, so he has to like pretend to be this other thing, and I think the more he lets that armor go when he you know, when he reveals himself as Nikolai. Um, I think the fact that, like, his crew and everybody still accept him and, and, and you know, he realizes that he can lead without kind of having this, like, this this kind of authority. Like, he can, he can do it through showing that he's, like, human and he's, you know, also has, like, vulnerabilities <clears throat> and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was really... It was such a joy to be able to to do that and and like just dig into who he was, um, without all the all the bells and whistles. <laughs> That's so wonderful. And and coming over to you, Lewis. You know, I, I really love when there's there's characters that have really rich juxtapositions within them, and and you're playing someone who has no qualms about being very close. You know, when we see him in fight sequences, he's one of the closest people to whatever they're up against in terms of like hand-to-hand -hand combat. And there's such a softness to him and also a vulnerability to him at the same time. And, you know, his his absolute love of poetry really informing a lot of his language as a character as well. And so I was interested in how you worked to really make sure that you were fully tapping into both of these sides of who he is when he's shouldering responsibility for himself and people around him. And then that juxtaposed side of the quieter, smaller, moments and the language of poetry and how that really helped him shape for you yeah for sure I mean that's a really great observation and um, that was the thing that drew me to the character the most um, I don't see that often on screen I've never had a chance to play something like that so I think that it's a it's a really unique contrast but also as someone who's like studied martial arts my whole life that is more of the theme of a real true martial artist, those people that usually really study and really know um, how to defend themselves and how to fight um, are usually actually much more calmer in real life than you would think. You know, it's not just like this aggro kind of like it's uh, so I think that it's kind of showing a real true martial artist in the best sense of, you know, um, he's he's a savage, he's a warrior, he has that in him, but he uses his mind and everything he's learned and his emotions to like control all those things. And I think that that is a very well-rounded, um, well-rounded character. And 
I myself put a lot of work into doing similar things. I like, I also, you know, read a lot and study a lot to make myself a better person, right? So, you know, at the same time that you're doing that, you're also, I'm also training martial arts and, and being hyper aggressive in the right way, you know? So I think that it's, um, yeah, it's a very beautiful dynamic when they're in sync together. And yeah, so it was, it was a joy to play. Very good observation. I mean, off, off the back of that as well, I feel like for you, Anna, you've also got that wonderfully unique contrast in your character in terms of the fact that she also kind of knows that she really has to project herself in a certain way. And, you know, she's got no qualms about projecting a version of herself that instills fear in other people and challenges people when they question her abilities or her confidence or whether a woman should even be carrying weapons. Mm -hmm. And then again, there's, there's a very different side of her that's, you know, got this great comedic sense of humor that the people close to her get to see and so how did you approach finding those those two different sides of who she is in combat in protectiveness and then who she is to her friends and people close to her um yeah i mean i think that's so interesting yeah she's like she's hot-headed for sure um but she's always had you know Toya to temper her basically yeah. and so i think um but because they are both their own complex characters i think uh when Tolia's not around, she does have that within her. It's just easy for her to lean on. You know, if she goes, I'm going to go for it. She knows Tolia's always going <laughs> to pull her back. But she does have that instinct as well. She does have that knowledge. Um, she's just scrappy because of the ha of how she's had to, you know, she's had to kind of struggle to be who she is. Um, and I think that often is uh, an element of people who look tough on the outside, seem really tough, seem really ready to roll, um, are very often like super protective of the people that they love, really, really loyal, protecting a soft center, you know? Um, and I, I think that's something I can relate to <laughs> because I, you know, I may be a bit of a softy at heart, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready to roll. <laughs> So I was able to bring some of that to uh, to Tamar and um, yeah, representing for everybody who who looks tough but uh, but has got a big heart. I think that's that's who you're working with, with Tamar. <laughs> Absolutely, and 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 Patrick coming back to you as well and kind of from some of what you were describing before with some of those shifts and changes in your character as he progresses. I was interested in in how you went into action sequences later in the season because at the beginning of the season, it's he's still in that space of kind of concealing who he is to people around him and that sense of bravado. And and he really is is coming at these sequences and the, these fight sequences from a place where he's allowing a lot more of those vulnerabilities to step into who he is. And it's, it's a different type of protectiveness for people around him. And there's so many great character moments that we see in those sequences. And so what was the difference for you in terms of filming those sorts of scenes as the season progressed and as your character was progressing? Yeah, you, it's so, that's so true. I think... You know, we had the stuff at the beginning on the Volkboni with fighting Nietzsche Boya and I mean, that was just so much fun. Like you got like double pistols and you're just like, <laughs> so sweet. Um, but it's it's really true. I think at the end, I think what Nikolai sort of starts realizing that he has to do and, and kind of realizes that in order to, that there's like a strength in, in being able to rely on other people and that it's okay. Like he needs the people around him so much, like these guys and like, um, you know, there's a moment where uh, Kaz gives him his cane and he like accepts that 
Um, and I think that, um, yeah, just that, that like willingness to be like, okay, I don't have to put on this brave face right now. Like it's okay to, to need the support of other people around me and, and that there's a strength in that. And yeah. I mean, and, and for all three of you as well, what's what's so great in watching so many of these ensemble scenes that the three of you are in together along with so many of your other castmates throughout the season is that every single time there's any sort of stunt work or fight choreography, it's telling us so much about every single character, but also the dynamic of this group together and the way that you all interact. And so you not only have to be incredibly in sync in terms of the choreography, but you also really have to come at all of the stunt work from a place that's so character driven. Um, and this show does that so brilliantly. And so I was interested in what a lot of the training or planning and choreography of those scenes looked like in making sure that you weren't just telling a visual story, but that you were also telling a really emotionally grounded character driven story any moment that you were on screen in those sorts of scenes. I think it's it's really uh, to the stunt team's credit yeah. because they were completely, you know, their priority was for it to be, yeah, to, to be serving the story yeah. and the characters. And um, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. Kimmy, shout out to Stunts Canada. <laughs> They're amazing. Um, so uh, I, I think that they've, their careful work and careful thought on that freed us up to be able to be like, okay, we know the story's being told in the right way. We have to just, we know where the character points and the story points are during the fight. And we just have to get to those those points. We weren't having to paint it on top of a fight, I felt like, you know? I thought you guys nailed that. Yeah, I think that they, yeah, like you said, they really cared about character and story first. And that should be the most important thing when you're doing choreography of any kind. It could be the most elaborate, you know, beautiful choreography. If you don't care about the story, if you don't care about why they're doing what they're doing, then it doesn't really matter. So, you know, if you can if you can have a marriage of both of those things, where you have beautiful choreography that serves the character and serves the story, then that's when you have something really special. And I think, yeah, the stunt team did a fantastic job with that, and uh, they were also very collaborative too. They would mm -hmm. be, you know, if we had ideas or. Um, you know, uh, moments that we wanted to take, you know, like... Or highlight. Yeah, like, like even in our fight, they were like, this is th like this could be a nice moment that you guys can look at each other and just have a look. Mm -hmm. We don't even have to say anything. It's just like, this is a nice beat to share a look and be like, okay, we're, you know... Yeah. And then it's those little subtleties that really make fight scenes great, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. yeah. And for you, Patrick? Yeah, I mean, just kind of echoing that, I think... You know, there, there was definitely... I, I just kind of enjoyed watching these guys, to be honest, because, like, I definitely had the easy job. But we we, we trained together. Lewis, Lewis trained me in, like, <laughs> martial arts. And, <laughs> yeah, we were going home. I was getting beaten up every week, and I was loving it. And <laughs> it was awesome, though. Like, that was a real... That was that was a real experience to be able to... Yeah, we went into the dojo, and we... I got... <laughs> I really did get my ass beat. <laughs> but it was, it was so much fun, and I feel like that... That kind of develops a shorthand that then on set, you know, you you feel like you, you can go into the wars together and you got each other's back. Yeah. And and Lewis, kind of going back to some of what you were describing in terms of, of the gentleness and the softness with your character as well, I really love those moments where 
whatever tension or chaos is existing around him that he just kind of holds himself and is able to even just physically slow his heart down um, and completely escape from from that void and and so I just wanted to ask a little bit about finding those those particular moments and and kind of how you wanted that to play out and how you really wanted to capture this sense of immense internal calmness with an external element in your performance yeah thank you for noticing that I think um <laughs> It's really interesting. Like, I think Tom Hardy, I'm going to butcher this, but Tom Hardy said something along the lines of like, you know, once you've studied enough psychology, it's really hard to, to like hold a grudge and stay mad at someone. And I think that that's kind of interesting because Toya studies so much philosophy. He has so much, you know, um, uh, uh, invested in his faith and his beliefs that he's in complete control of his emotions at the time. He's almost like, you know, sometimes he's, I feel like in my mind, I was thinking like, you know, if we could all just get along, this, this would be so much easier. <laughs> and I think, yeah, there's some of those moments where he's, you know, in trouble and in danger. And um, instead of being instinctive, he's, he's very, you know, um, retrospective and analytical and takes his time and is calm and like part of that is because he can control his heart rate you know so I think that's something we all need to do sometimes is just take a breath <laughs> if you just take a breath maybe you wouldn't have been so responsive yeah. or so crazy I mean, <laughs> tomorrow's <laughs> the opposite so they, they, they work very well off of each other <laughs> if you know if we weren't twins and we came out as one person they'd be like <laughs> Imagine. I don't want to see what would happen if you told right. Tamara to take a breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh? Huh? Just chill. Tell me <laughs> and and Anna, also for you, you know, you she's got such a wonderful language of protectiveness and care, and she's not necessarily gonna say out loud, okay, like I've got you, I'm gonna protect you, I'll do anything for you. But it is those those kind of like nuanced little beats, and even just what you were both describing about the small looks that the two of them give each other in the middle of these huge scenes. And and so as you were going through the scripts and and kind of really astutely studying this character and finding who she was how did you then find the the little small nuanced ways of, of body language or looks that you could really bring to this character of, of this unique way of her expressing herself even when it's not through the dialogue at all times um these are such lovely questions by the way yeah <laughs> um uh well i'm an older sister and you know tomorrow is by a minute yeah like, go on go on sorry didn't want to <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm the older twin and I have a younger brother in real life as well. Um, and I think that, and actually the dynamic is similar. Like there was a lot of stuff in my own life that I could bring to the character because um, you do, you know, if I think I'm speaking for my brother now, but you know, he is the karma of, of the two of us because I've always been the big sister who will step up and be like, I'm not gonna let anything bad happen to my, to my little brother. So, um, he gets to be a bit more of a thinker and that helps me as well. So um, I think I was able to bring a lot of that sort of um, affection that I have for my brother and just transfer it straight onto my, my twin brother. Um, and I think, you know, again, it's that, that protective, I think often, you know, who's the person you're most likely to mistrust as being protective? Someone's like, I'm always gonna protect you. <laughs> don't worry, I always got you. <laughs> I'm thinking, hmm, I don't know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But somebody who's just like really quietly, just like always there, like uh, just a presence. And I think they have so much trust in in themselves and kind of giving, giving, really giving myself over to this feeling of like, there's never a question, never a whisper of a question in my mind. 
about how I feel about the people around me, it brings a huge amount of kind of clarity and focus to the character because you don't have to question it. I know that's the situation. And, and I'm sure if she was betrayed, it would be absolutely crushing because she's putting herself actually in quite a vulnerable position by doing that. That never happened. Yeah, but it's, but it's so powerful. It's so, it's Ride so, or die to the end, exactly. baby. Until the wheels fall off. <laughs> if only it was like that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real fantasy. <laughs> and, and Patrick, for you, I also wanted to ask a little bit about how you found your character's expressions because there's a lot of times where he's had to be incredibly adept at, at concealment and even just in situations not showing his emotions and not allowing certain things to be on the surface. And, you know, it's it's kind of almost really fun watching the scenes that you share with Jesse Maylee because it's something that Alina really struggles with. You know, we kind of know everything that Alina is thinking and feeling on her face. And he's the one who's very you know, has a great ability to like really ground himself and, and think about what he's letting out into the world. And so as you went into scenes, did you always go in having a strong sense of where he was going to be showing his emotions on the surface and where it was going to be more about playing to that quiet subtext? Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, I think that's something that Jesse shares with Elena as a character. She's very good at, at like seeing what's going on with you, you know, like you can't, you can't really put up the front. And I think that's what like (laughs) is disarming with, at the start being with Alina because he, she sees through it and, and she's like kind of okay with that, but she's like, drop the act. And then there's even like times when he's like, you know, like I'm a prince, like being myself is not like a privilege that I I get to have. Um, And she, yeah, she doesn't let him away with anything. Like she's like, she doesn't let him kind of gloss over stuff. And, uh, and I think that's that's like really lovely because she she draws that truth out of him, um, and yeah, she doesn't miss a trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I love how much we got to enjoy your characters throughout the season. They're really really fantastic performances, and I appreciate the three of you talking about it with me today. So thank you. Great question. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you.